There are multiple ways to keep in touch with the Wolf Connection podcast. Through our Instagram handle, the Wolf Connection Pod, and for comments and questions, send us an email to podcast at wolfconnection.org with your comments, questions, and guest ideas for Stephen and myself. You may hear your question answered on an upcoming podcast. Thank you for your support and howls to you all. Welcome to the Wolf Connection Podcast. I'm your host, John Calvin. Let's talk about some more. Joining me for Wolf Tales today is our lead of pack behavior, Renee Alfaro. Uh, she works with the animals very, very closely, along with our manager of pack services, Elena Albanese. Uh, so Renee, just give everybody a an insight of how you got to Wolf Connection, because you have been here for, I believe, 13 years we were discussing. So just tell everybody your journey and how you got here. All right. Well, thank you, John, for having me on today. Good to be back after some time. Um, How I got here is quite an adventure in of itself, Um, all the way just dating back from my childhood of, you know, being involved in horses a lot from a young age um, to living on a ranch, you know, out here in the greater Acton area. Everything that led me to being homeschooled and going to college early, I ended up getting into the Moorpark College Exotic Animal Training and Management program very early on, which towards the end of that journey is when I met Teo Alfaro, who has was just starting Wolf Connection back then. We didn't know each other at the time. And two of the wolf dogs that he had. And it drew me in instantly you know, I never knew what a wolf dog was or had seen one, you know, growing up here in Southern California, we don't have wolves in our zoos. So I was never really exposed to them. But when I saw these two wolf dogs, I just instantly knew like there was something different and special about them. Um, That journey started almost 13 years ago of meeting Teo um, with the co-founder Tala, a wolf dog who helped start Wolf Connection and her partner Wyo. So because you've had this long and winding journey, what are some of the things that you have seen change in yourself, both personally and professionally, since being with this organization and dealing with these these wolves and wolf dogs? How long are these wolf tails again? <laughs> um, I mean, to go into... What has changed, I would have to say absolutely everything about myself has changed and grown in some way. Um, Just really that true finding oneself and understanding where, you know, I fit in the universe, um, being guided by working with these animals, but also equally working with the humans. Um, We're a pack within ourselves or people that come visit, you know, they might come for one time, but they're still part of the pack because they're here, they're with us, they're with the wolves, they're on the land that is these wolves forever home. And even if it's years that I know somebody or it's a two and a half hour visit that they're here for, uh, there's some level of impact. Um, So I have definitely learned so much about communication and patience and resilience. Um, And the list goes on, you know, between the animals and the humans. So we were going, we went to Yellowstone and and we've had episodes about our trips to Yellowstone and and you were there previously before myself, uh, 
and Lena and Stephen, we all went as a group. What were the things that hit you on our most recent trip that maybe didn't hit you on the first couple of times you went? And how did you see the similarities of the wolves that we have here with the wolves there? Mm. Um, the trip that we did together um, was definitely more uh, pack mentality of us going there. You know, Elena and I came along to support the process of the growth of the podcast and doing different interviews, you know, with you, John and Steven. And because the previous times I went, it was in support of Teo's book, the Wolf Connection book. Um, it was then hosting people there and kind of helping them get an experience at Yellowstone. And then the other time was me and Teo actually speaking there in the park. So this time was a little bit more fluid in the fun zone, I guess you could say. Um, and it was also pre-spring. The other times we were in the dead of winter. So it was a very different environment. Um, this last time we went, uh, a lot easier to move around, I could say. Um, not as freezing. Um, still cold, but not as bad. But this time it was really interesting because, you know, we work together, but we also have a friendship. You know, we've become our own pack and with Elena and Steven. So it was really a fun journey to watch your guys' experience for your first time in Yellowstone. Um, and we saw wolves on day one. Um, and it wasn't just seeing wolves on day one. It was like watching a whole dynamic of ravens flying through and then a coyote yipping. And then suddenly this pack of wolves just comes through this valley right into the dead of view. I mean, that's something that you see in some masterpiece of a documentary, you know, and that was like day one. You know, it was in the morning of our first day there. It was crazy. Um, you know, and I got so much joy out of, you know, helping like find our way through the park and helping set up the scopes and just kind of getting ready to see, like anticipate what's going to happen and be ready to be watching in that moment. Um, I tend to take on a bit of a nanny role here at Wolf Connection. And so some of that kind of came out, you know, and being able to provide that for you guys was super fun. Um, and then just, you know, being able to like catch up with all the biologists that I had met before, um, and just kind of going through that journey of what had started of a research project for the Wolf Connection book has now, you know, catapulted you guys took the horns of the podcast and then furthered those relationships. And it's just so cool how things like that around here at Wolf Connection happen, where it's like maybe one drop hits, but then there's this massive amount of ripple effect that you know, it might not hit immediately, but it totally comes full circle and, you know, there's no limits on what's possible. I hear that 100% and it was such a great trip and so many firsts in that one. With you being here as long as you've been and you've met and encountered all of the wolves that have come through here, and this may be a longer answer, which is fine. Is there a specific wolf or wolves that have really impacted you and your growth and the changes that you've gone through since you've been here? Wow, that is loaded. Um, I would say probably the first one would be Maya. 
um, you know, our late alpha female um, that was part of the original pack of Wolf Connection. Um, she was very shut down, didn't want to come near anybody, very high content. And I remember being young and eager, fresh out of college, you know, excited to be able to work with these animals hands-on. And I went in with a leash just to see what would happen. And, you know, I had no personal agenda, no expectation of her, just wanted to go and spend time with her. And I literally locked the gate behind me and I turn around and she's sitting right there and does this little hop up and practically leashed herself. And this was an animal that I had not seen be very fond of the leash before. Um, and so it was just interesting to see and feel the depth of connection and understanding that they have, but by having to give that respect and that time um, to one another and that trust. And that catapulted us into her growth of becoming the alpha of the pack um, and really me becoming who I am here in the organization, you know, coming from being a volunteer and dedicating time, working in programs, working in all different aspects of the organization to now being the lead of, of animal behavior. Um, so Maya is definitely a huge influence with that, um, the quintessential alpha female um, for sure. Another one I would suggest on the list is definitely Shima. Um, she really impacted us all <laughs> in a very deep and short amount of time. You know, she came from a wolf fur farm in Minnesota and was pregnant. And she came to us to be nurtured and supported through that process and having pups and being integrated into the pack. And through that process, just due to, I'm sure, stress and circumstances of where she came from, her health was not great, that she ended up losing the pregnancy. And at the time, I was also a young mom myself of a toddler. And so just kind of going through that journey with her and caring for her every day, um, you know, is just an, a different understanding of kind of that mom-to-mom -mom feeling, but also being very young, you know. Um, and uh, unfortunately, some of her underlining health stuff did take her away very soon. Um, but it was such a impact of sometimes, you know, the brightest lights, you know, burn out quicker. But she certainly left such a print on my heart that still to this day, years later, um, I'm still learning and processing her, her very short amount of time here um, as I quiver in my voice. <laughs> I can feel her still. Um, and then you know, how the universe works around here is, you know, soon after, yes, she didn't have her pups and she lost her pregnancy and then, you know, she passed away, is about a year later, we had the opportunity within a month's time to rescue two high contents, Daisy and Jax. And it was almost like the universe was still bringing us her pups in a way. Um, and it was the first time for us to really have youngsters like that, you know, at three and four months old, to find their path in the pack. And so caring for them every day, um, I learned so much about, you know, such a small being can have so much power 
you know, and even though like for Daisy being so young and, you know, a lot of things that were told to me when I was a kid is that you're young, you don't have enough life experience, you haven't worked enough, you know, you don't know anything. And those are obviously projections, but, you know, looking at Daisy, you know, when she came at three months of age, man, that creature knew what she was. Like she knew she was a wolf and through and through, and she wasn't going to take any other answer. Um, she was confident. She was fierce. She was sweet. Um, she would engage with you when she wanted, and when she was done, she'd just do her own thing, you know, and it was without apology. It was wet without anything because there was no apology necessary, you know, and it was a great lesson for me that, you know, all those things that people want to say to you is there's still things that you know that are true inside of you and your heart and your mind and your soul that, you know, it's a lot about trusting yourself and I'm getting chills as I say this. <laughs> um, so much about trusting yourself and your own instincts, which isn't usually supported in our society that, you know, we, we have the wisdom within ourselves. And if we can tap into that, you know, it doesn't come from the outside, it comes from within. Looking to support Wolf Connection or sponsor one of the wolves in our pack? Just go to wolfconnection.org, click on the donate tab, and find out more information. 